Anna Aiken is the creator of Daring to Believe, a platform for women to share their stories with an emphasis on embracing authenticity and avoiding perfection. The goal is to give women permission to be themselves, raw and true to life while reflecting the redemption that is in every story and celebrating how God makes us whole. This includes women of all ethnicities, shapes, and histories. Thank you for joining Daring to Believe. This is your host, Anna Aiken, and I am so excited. I have a new friend, Ellie Curry. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited for what you're going to share today. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself with our Daring to Believe family today? Sure. So um, my name is Ellie Curry. I founded the company Own Your You, which is a life coaching company all about empowering women to essentially crush the doubt, um, learn how to walk confidently in who she is authentically, who God made her to be, and really just own that and love that and use that as her superpower as she goes through life. Mm, I love that superpower and crush the doubt. Crush that, that is, doubt. I love it. So tell us, how did you crush the doubt? Tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So I think I always kind of start my story off around 12 or 13. Um, I was being bullied at the time, nothing outrageous, but enough that it obviously affected my life. And I went to a really small school and it was the first kind of points in my life now looking back that my mind lied to me for the first time. I started believing lies about myself. And I looked around, you know, my classroom and I said, well, if this, you know, many girls think that I'm not enough, well, it has to be true, right? And mm -hmm. so it started this journey of low self-esteem and doubt that I carried with me for a long time throughout, you know, junior high, high school, into college. And it wasn't until after college that I really started to re-examine. But I think the two main themes that looking back on my life that I carried with me were, well, I'm not enough. And somehow I have to get enoughness from somewhere, right? And mm -hmm. as a teenager, that was okay boys. <laughs> uh, attention from guys. So I have to get a boyfriend mm -hmm. and I have to be pretty to get one. Mm. And so it put this immense pressure. I started building my life on the foundation of my looks and my weight and my body. And if I had a boyfriend and let me tell you, when you build your life on those things, mm -hmm. eventually life catches up with you and eventually it will crumble. And so I went through life checking off all the boxes. I was doing exactly what, you know, society told me to do. I went to college, I graduated, and I got the dream job. I went to school for fashion merchandising, and so I got an assistant buyer job. Wow. And I packed up, moved to Columbus, a new city I didn't know anybody, um, to live out the dream, right? I finally made it, and my whole life started crumbling out from under me. Um, it's so interesting when you look back on your life in certain situations, I was miserable in this job that I was supposed to be, I was telling myself I was supposed to be loving because it was the dream. 
And so instead of having the wisdom at the time to say, oh, I'm just the, we're just, the job and I are not a fit together. Mm-hmm. Instead it was, oh, I'm the problem. I'm the reason that this isn't working. There, I'm not enough for this job. And depression sunk in. And I always like to be extremely as vulnerable as possible because I never know who's listening and I never know who needs to hear this, but um, suicidal. And I didn't want to keep going. Um, and thankfully, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. one day after um, you know a night drinking, I was able to look in the mirror and say, you got to get yourself out of this situation because no one's cut, like no one's coming to save you. You know, like you, you have two options in front of you and one of them isn't the right option. Like you can, you can do this. You can. And that was the first glimpse of, of hope um, in changing how I viewed myself and how my life was going to turn out. So Ellie, can I pause you real quick? Sure. Some great information right there. Um, you had me at 12 and 13 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and how it just spiraled, like yes. you said, and you believed in this. What would you say to Ellie at age 12, 13 right now? Right now, if mm-hmm. I was chilling with her, um, I would try to explain to her that that the thing that the thought the doubts that you have in your mind right now are not truth. They're not from God. They are not what you're standing on. It is not coming from love source. And mm-hmm. and you need like and I would try to teach her how to fight back those doubts because you know, I went through for such a long period just believing that anything my mind told me must be true. Right. And it took me a while to realize, oh, wait, it's not true. It's just, you know, what I absorbed as I grew up or along the way. And just telling her that, like, she is enough and that it's okay to be human. It's okay to have doubt. But, you know, you're much more than that. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're settling for much less than what God has you as worth, you know, like mm-hmm. his, he believes in you so like insanely more mm-hmm. <laughs> than you're giving yourself credit for. And, and you need to tap into that and you need to know what that feels like. I love what you just said. Like you were settling for so much less. Yes. Right. And you need to tap into that. And then you said you, you know, fast forward, you get this dream job mm-hmm. and you were miserable um, yes. And and you try to get your worth, that your enoughness, yes. you know, um, from boys. I mean, that's that's what we all do, right? right? Get the approval. So I I love how you're being so transparent for all of us because regardless of the age, um, you know, I'm 47. You know, we always, unless we get our minds right, and I hear your theme right here, and it's so good what you're pointing out. It's like getting your mind right with Christ, um, and not listening to the world. Um, we all struggle. We all struggle that we're not enough. And you came to this point. It's so beautiful. What you said, um, you know, you, you looked in the mirror and you basically, you saw a glimmer of hope because you got tired of it. It, you thought everything, you got everything, but you weren't happy. Um, so then what happened that, you know, once you started realizing that, 
Yeah, the first step was I needed to move home. I knew that I couldn't do it alone and I needed a support system around me. The, one of the biggest lies when I was in the depression and loneliness was the biggest uh, emotion I was running away from at the time um, was to continue to cut myself off, continue to distance myself. So my family at home, they, they didn't know. They didn't know what was happening. They saw me gaining weight. They saw me like some external things, but but the lies was telling me, no, you can't tell them. That's too much of a burden for them to bear. You got to do this on your own. And the first, you know, part of hope was I can't do this alone. I have to go get a support system. And for me at the time, um, I didn't really dive into like my history with God, like throughout this time period, but um, I, I didn't find God until later on. Like I was doing, you know, in my head doing this alone at that point. And so I moved home. And I hired my first life coach. And you're right, God, like there are no coincidences with God. Um, she was a Christian and we started working together and she started to show me how to shift my mind, how to believe in myself, how to start navigating the lies that I believed for a very long time. And then finally one day she said, have you ever thought of going to church? Mm -hmm. And I have, um, I drive past APC on my way to work every single morning. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just pull in there and see, <laughs> and see what's up. And so I think it was um, Saturday night, maybe. I pulled mm -hmm. in and I walked in and the welcome team was there. And um, that was a huge shifting point in my relationship with God, and then starting to learn how to invite him into my life and my mindset and my process. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So I'm hearing, Ellie, it's like you had some painful times and you're finding your purpose. Mm -hmm. is, and you had invited someone into your life. Before you invited Jesus into your life, you invited someone to speak life into you. Yes. Um, which is that coach and you had to admit I think sometimes we all get prideful and it gets in the way and that's how the enemy loves to work because like you said you were thinking I could do this alone I could do this alone well when you're alone you believe the lies because there's no positive um you know pouring into you mm -hmm. um but you knew you had to go back to Pittsburgh which you know yay <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you came back to Pittsburgh. It has, yes, it's helped me. Yeah, and so I see all these beautiful, wonderful steps of faith, of obedience, of just new things that you were stepping into just to figure out who you are and whose you are. Um, yeah. And you, you met the welcome team, and how did that go for you? Like, what what did that do for you? I think because loneliness was something that I struggled with the most, um, the first, you know, showing of love that God gave me was an aspect of a community. You know, the church I walked into is, they, they make sure community is a part of their culture. And so you know, walking in, I literally walked up to the, the welcome team desk and I was like, hi, I've never been here before. What do I do? 
because I grew up Catholic. I grew up completely different, you know, like how church works and everything. And I don't know who the woman was and if she remembers me, awesome, come find me. But she was like, awesome, come on in. I'm going to introduce you to people. And as she walked me um, through the church, she was, in, you know, pointing me out to people and connecting me with, you know, young adults pastor. And I got connected with young adults and I started making friends. And it was that first glimpse of, hey, you can do life differently. And you don't have to do it alone. Um, and it was a beautiful expression uh, of God's love um, that I didn't even knew, like knew existed before mm -hmm. I walked through the doors. So that was a big step, though, to s go into a church that's huge, <laughs> I, not yes. knowing anyone. <laughs> yeah, people tell me that. I just did it. You know, like sometimes in life you just do certain things. That was just one of the things I'm like, I just know I have to do this and we're, and it's going to be scary, but yeah. that's okay. You know, listening to you, you are bold <laughs> um, and I love it. It's like this bold faith. It's like you, you know, fighting depression, fighting loneliness. We can sit in that. We can dwell in that for a very mm -hmm. long time. Um, but it sounds like to me, Ellie, like you decided no. I'm not yeah. living like this anymore. Um, I'm going to step out. And I'm sure you carried still that loneliness, that yes. lie of, yeah. am I going to be enough? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm human. And that's one of the beautiful things, like, about being human and about having a relationship with God. Like, and that's what, you know, I bring into my coaching, too, is I'm not, I don't ever try to tell my clients to be somebody they aren't. I show up afraid. I was nervous before we hit record, you know, mm -hmm. I'm never going to pretend I'm not human and I don't have fears and there are weeks doubt is right there. But thankfully, as I partnered with God and as I grew in these like tools of my coaching, um, I now know how to navigate it from a much more like loving and compassionate place. And I'm mm -hmm. not as hard on myself for just being a human. Mm. That's good. I love what you said. Show up afraid. Yeah. That's like a good tagline right there. So how are you doing it right now? How are you showing up afraid? Because um, you've let go of fashion merchandising. Right? I did. You went to school for that. And I, I love how God just navigated you out of that realm. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> yep. So you're, you're not doing anything with that. Is it completely now all your coaching business? I'm still... Uh, I work for my family business also still. So mm -hmm. I'm between those two. But I don't think my time with fashion merchandising is over. I mm -hmm. see it in my future in some capacity um, tied to coaching. Um, mm -hmm. I really believe in, like I said, women empowerment and feeling just great in your skin and in who you are and who God made you to be. And I think that eventually, I think that could be a really cool um, you know, version of clothing or something where, you know, you don't have to beat yourself up over the clothes that you wear, you know, you yeah. don't have to beat yourself up over being you. Um, so who knows what God has for the future for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I know that I, it was summertime when I first started going to church and first started my relationship with God. And I remember just bawling my eyes out in the back. Um, mm -hmm. it was the first time that I had felt un like unconditionally loved 
from this place I didn't even know existed. And, um, and God was just showing me physical evidence of how my lies were lies and mm-hmm. how, you know, I'd been believing certain things and settling for certain things that he had a different story. He had a different reality for me. And um, I just had to continue to trust and grow and heal um, through the process. And yeah, I would always, my, one of my favorites was I was at church and of course I was bawling my eyes out and I looked down and there's a box of tissues right there. And I'm like, oh, he has, like, he has the details too. Like what? This is so cool. Um, yeah. And I think that that was so important because it got to show me like, ah, my love source was able to come from such a, a beautiful place that never ran out it was never on conditions it was just hey I created you to Mm -hmm. be you and I love you for being you Mm -hmm. so how about you trust me and start to learn how to love you for being you too Mm -hmm. so it sounds like a deeper well is what you discovered Mm -hmm. Uh, so good I mean so many women and men right yes regardless age need to hear this um because they're they're just so tied to, or they think that they need the title, the prestige, the the external to validate them, yes, to feel loved. And you're sitting in the back of a church, um, alone and and feeling loved, even though you were alone. Yes, um, that's so beautiful. I love that. What would you say to someone who's searching right now? You know, someone who's searching for someone to talk to like you found that lady right so you could be that that lady for this person for somebody else what would you say to someone who's searching I think if you're already um connected in a church ask around um Mm -hmm. people know awesome people um I googled (laughs) as silly as that sounds but I had the term life coach tucked into my mind and to this day I have no clue where I remember hearing the term, but I knew I wanted something different. Um, I needed something action oriented where we would be making like physical progress. I would have homework. I'd be doing things. Um, And yeah, I I just Googled life coaches in Pittsburgh and, you know, it is a God thing. He connected me to the exact person I needed to be connected to. And, you know, sometimes you do need that, person in your corner cheering you on helping you know point you to the truth and pointing you to the love because sometimes it is hard to see it yourself mm-hmm. and for me that was definitely in the beginning I just I couldn't see it myself and I needed somebody in my corner being like no you, you know you're on the right track you found that hope you know that there's more for you and now you know I can help you walk there I can help you start making those moves and connecting into you know God's love and then moving in that too, right? Taking those action steps. Um, yeah. I love that. I love the action steps um, that you mentioned. I just read your article, your blog, Winning oh, for Confidence. Oh, yes, thanks. Yeah, I also loved a little, what is that, a gif? 
I don't yeah, know. I think that's okay. what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Showing my age, making my kids cringe. Um, so tell me, uh, I, this might be kind of navigating a little bit off of your story, but I think it's also part of who you are. I just love it. Every time I get these nice little surprises, treasures from you, it speaks to me. Um, and it's waiting for confidence. You know, what would you speak to that person who's waiting for confidence, like action steps like you were just talking about? Yeah, I waited a long time. I And it goes back to searching externally for your confidence. You know, I always thought, okay, once I have a boyfriend, then I'll feel confident. Once I have the certain weight, then I'll feel confident. Once I have the dream job, then I'll feel confident. And it took me a long time to finally like get those things to be like, oh, this isn't confidence. Mm -hmm. And so confidence really is an inside job. Like you, I get to create my confidence every single day, like through my love, I can tap into like my love source from God and like feed his goodness into me. And then I also get to like shift my mindset to start supporting myself. And that's the biggest thing I work with, like with my clients is shifting your mindset because our mindset, like it's invisible. So unless we're consciously taking the time to build awareness of what's going on up there, Mm -hmm. it'll just keep going on autopilot. You know, the the thoughts that you've been thinking most of your life, you're just going to keep thinking them um, because it doesn't have to change. But then we keep creating the same reality, the frustration, the doubt, the negative. And that's where I had to really stop and start shifting. I'm like, okay, well, what's actually happening in my mind? Like, how can I actually use my thoughts to support myself and be kind to myself and show myself compassion so that I can feel confident in who I am now? Not someday in the future. Not someday when I achieved something, just now. And something I, you know, really stand on a lot is God made my worth and your worth and everybody's worth. It's the same. Like we are just worthy for just being us, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't have to prove that to him. I don't have to go out and achieve things to prove Mm -hmm. that to myself. And so I need to align my mindset with who I am authentically and who he says I am Mm, and start walking in that and taking action from that place instead of the fear or the doubt. That is so good. Yeah, I think that's just so perfect to highlight, especially for those of us who are perfectionists. Yes. (laughs) Are you a perfectionist? I can't remember. Recovering (laughs) perfectionist, yes. (laughs) One of the things that I um, was just so honored to be in your in your presence, you said something about a brain dump, which I thought was so good. Can you walk our family, our daring to believe family, on that? You know, yeah, a brain dump. Yeah. So what you're referring to is something. It's a mindset journal that I love to do. Every I do it all the time, and I help my clients do it too. So yes, I'll walk every everybody through the process. So when it comes to uncovering. The, your mindset. It's easier to build awareness when it's written down because, like I said, it's invisible. So it's hard to, you know, work with something that's intangible. So I created what I walk through to learn how to create it and turn it into something tangible. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm aware of it tangibly, I'm able to start 
shifting, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what I do is typically our emotions are our biggest indicator of that something's off. So if I'm feeling nervous one day or angry or sad or lonely, I'll grab my mindset journal and I'll write at the top what's going on around me. I call it the trigger. And that could be, you know, like I'm sitting in traffic. I just came home and my apartment's empty, you know, like whatever the circumstances that you're moving in. And then the next thing is like, okay, how is that making me feel? And I'll, you know, write down whatever I'm feeling and then I'll do a brain dump. And this is where like the gold is. I will take a blank piece of paper and physically write out when I think of this trigger, when I think of sitting in traffic, when I think of um, myself, when I look in the mirror, like whatever that trigger is, I'll write down every single thought that comes to mind. Mm. And I'll grab a highlighter and I'll highlight all the negative ones because those are the lies. Those are the things that I need to start shifting. Um, and if I didn't do this process, they'll go unnoticed. I won't notice them and I'll just keep believing them. And it's fun to do because once you start shifting thoughts, um, you'll notice like half the page will be positive and half the page will be negative. And I'll know I'm growing, right? I can see the difference in my mindset where they're believing different things. Um, and once you like are aware, you're then able to go through your life. And when that negative thought pops up, you're like, oh, okay, that's that negative thought I highlighted. We don't, I don't believe that anymore. That one, that's not fact. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started shifting my, my thoughts. It's how I started moving in a different direction and building my confidence. I just started calling out my mind and being like, hey, that one's a lie. We don't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it completely transformed my confidence and how I view myself and how I view my life. And it's beautiful because the awareness goes forever, right? I can keep doing this the rest of my life. And um, it's just such a fun process yeah. to like grow through. I, I love it. I, I think what is intriguing to me is how you highlight um, because then it sounds like a game after a while. Okay, Ellie, tell us a little bit about that journal that you have created that's releasing soon. Yes, so it's called the 90 Day Mindset Journal, and I'm going to have it available uh, for purchase on my website coming up in the next couple of weeks. And it'll be a digital download that you can, like, you know, you print it off if you want to, but you could also fill it in on a computer or a tablet, whatever, you know is most comfortable for you. But it's literally laid out the process that I just explained. And I carry mine around with me everywhere. Like I have one in my office desk, I have one in my kitchen. And anytime that I'm coming up against negative feelings or struggling, I pull it out and I just quickly do that brain dump. And it really just helps me catch those thoughts and, and realign um, with the truth. And so I thought that would be awesome to offer to other people. Um, and so I created it, yeah, as a digital download. And it'll be launching soon. That's awesome. And then tell us, what is your website? It is www.ownyouryoucoaching.com. Okay. And you're also offering um, a free one to our Daring to Believe listeners. How would you like to offer that to a, a listener today? Um, I think you 
can you like jump in? How do you typically do giveaways yeah. on your podcast? Um, yeah. So usually if you, if anyone here that's listening DMs me or Ellie in your Instagram web, your Instagram is own your own. It's you at own your you coaching. Okay. Yeah. So DM me guys, Annalyn Aiken or daring to believe and we'll get you one of these um, free downloads. It's amazing. I just love it. I love how she just says, you know, it's like writing your to-do list, but instead of your to-do list, you're writing all your thoughts down and <laughs> highlighting the positive and negative, and you're changing your habits. Um, yes. You know, our, our mind is strong. I like what Joyce Meyer says. It's like stinking thinking, and we got to get rid of our stinking thinking. And <laughs> I love how Ellie has created a tool for all of us. So it's like these action steps, you know, we're reworking our mind because it's so easy to believe the negative yeah. about ourselves than it is to believe the positive about ourselves. Um, so is there any favorite song or scripture, uh, book or speaker that you love to go to or listen? So I think during my journey, Reckless Love was my number go-to, like number one go-to song. I listen to it all the time. Right now, though, I'm feeling Good and Loved by Travis Green and Stephanie Gretzinger. Gretzinger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I struggle with her name. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You're a good company, girl. You're a good yes. company. <laughs> um, I'm just loving that song so much right now. And I am like a true and true Proverbs 31 woman. I just, I love how God just gave a wonderful example of, you know, what, you know, what a woman can be, what, you know, living life to the fullest could look like. Um, and so I always just try to stay humble and remember, you know, even when it comes to yourself, you know, it's not our job to judge mm -hmm. and it's so easy to judge ourselves. It's so easy to get caught up in layering on the judgment and, and the negativity when we mess up or we do something wrong. And, and I just always try to remember, like, it's not myself to add that, you know, judgment on it's, it's my job to, to continue to turn to compassion and turn to love. Um, and I think that that's just a beautiful Thing to always remember whenever you're going through life. Yeah, I love how you said that the layers, you know, we, we like to put on the layers of the negativity. And I think, you know, you being a for, former fashion merchandise person, um, the only layers we like, right, is layers when it's cold. So we yes. can take those off. <laughs> so listen to Ellie, no more layering of the negativity. The only yes. layers we need are clothes. Um, yes. Have you, do you feel like, Ellie, I mean, there's so much, you know, that you have walked through and I love how, because you've walked through it, you want to free other people from the very thing that you walk through, you yeah. know, the loneliness, the depression, the anxiety. Um, and, you know, I don't, maybe we talked about this just one-on-one, -on -one, you and I, I can't really recall. I feel like it's up there in my mind, but I feel like, you know, the enemy just likes to work on us when we're all alone. Um, and because you stepped out of the darkness, because you stepped out and you've showed that in your story, you stepped out. Mm -hmm. um, God just showed you the light and here you are being a light to other women. 
Um, do you feel that you have shared everything um, that God has placed on your heart right now to our listeners? I think I would, I feel like the enoughness is coming to my mind right now. Just remember how loved and how enough you are for exactly who you are. You know, just, oh, God loves you so much. And I know it's coming from, you know, me saying that, but once you can like feel into that love and, and encompass that love, start giving that love to yourself too, you know, Mm -hmm. not just all the people around you, but you deserve God love loves too. And, Mm -hmm. and he loves you so much. And yeah, I think that that's just, I think that's an excellent point. And I even see that with your one Instagram post that you did, um, where you're in this bathing suit and you even shared that, like, you know, I used to be worried. Um, and you're showing women, like, we feel that we have to be like this supermodel looking person. Little do we know, especially young people today, that all these women are airbrushed, right? (laughs) (laughs) We all have flaws and we have bought the lie. Yeah. We've taken the apple, we've eaten the apple where we feel like we have to be perfect. We have to look perfect. We have to act perfect. We have to have the perfect clothes in order to feel accepted and feel loved. And just from your testimony, um, you have been breaking down those lies within yourself and are showing other women, we don't have to be what society is telling us to be in order to be loved. Like I hear that. I love what you're saying enough. You are enough. Um, and just giving us those tools of how to break down those lies. Cause I agree with you. It's all in our minds. And then we have to, where is your source? Right. And you've showed us the tap to tap. The source is, is Jesus. Right. And then just talking to you, it reminds me of Psalms one, with a tree planted by streams of living water. Um, When we plant ourselves to what society says, it's just going to be junk we're going to be getting and receiving. And you've decided, I've had enough junk. Right. (laughs) I love that. So what's a fun fact about Ellie that, you know, our our listeners don't know? I actually lived in New York City for a year. along my journey, which a lot of people are surprised whenever I tell them that it was a goal I had since I was 10 years old. And um, it was so funny, because it was one of those goals that I achieved and was like, well, that's not what I expected it to be. I don't want to live here. Um, And I think that there's beauty in those goals, right? I think that there when you can look back and find the beauty in those goals, it's so important. Um, Yeah, so that's a fun fact. I have I don't know. That's great. I think it's cool that you went before COVID. (laughs) Yes, it was many moons, many years ago. (laughs) You know, Ellie, I just love it. I love that you're kind of like a go after kind of girl. You know, you you get your sights set and you're like, I'm going for it, you know, and you just no excuses. You just go. And I think it's funny, though, because I don't see myself that way. It's so funny. You know, like yeah, the voices in my head have never told me that. So it's so funny to hear from other people. 
Uh, yeah, you, you are. And I think it's just so inspiring, you know, just from everything, these bold steps that you made. You know, I, I hear it, you know, when you said, okay, I'm going to college for fashion merchandising. Oh, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, I, I moved to Columbus. Okay, now I'm going to go back home and, you know, just, okay, now I'm going to go to this church because someone recommended. I mean, it's like you, you truly epitomize how you can love yourself and become the person that God wants you to be when we drop everything else that's holding us back. And yeah. it's just been a blessing just to be um, having this conversation with you and getting to know you better. Cause I I've seen you walk back and forth and I always had um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Sarah go, Hey, do you know, do you know Ellie? I was <laughs> like, no, but I think I know who Ellie is. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad that we've connected over these past couple of months. It's been so great getting to know you. Yeah, and so there is something awesome that you just did that I want to highlight to our listeners as well. You have partnered with other people. Tell us a little bit about that before we, we close. Sure. Um, one of the partnerships that I currently am involved in, it's called the I'm Loving Me Project. Um, Gloria runs that, and it's she created this awesome membership site where she brought a bunch of different coaches together, business coaches. I, I'm their confidence coach and um, a couple of different other coaches. And it's like a monthly membership site that you can sign up for and have content from. I do videos for them and blog posts for them. And and um, that's been a really cool partnership, um, just celebrating women and, mm. and helping um, women just tap into their potential and give them the tools to help them start walking into becoming that person God wants them to be. Wow. I'm, you know, I don't even know you that well, but I just want to say I'm super proud of you. Oh, um, <laughs> Cause you are, you're, you're helping other women. Yeah. Um, like you said, you're, you're, you're empowering them. You're equipping them. You're loving them. You're encouraging them. You're pulling them up. It's the very thing yeah. that you needed. And you yeah. know that, we're surrounded. I mean, in this day and age right now where there's so much tension, you are showering love and, and kind of, you know, not kind of, but you are, you're at the forefront being their cheerleader and you don't even know them. And you're like, come on, you can do this. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, I'm just so excited um, to know you and just to see all the different chapters. Cause I know that this is not the final chapter to your story. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm excited to see where it all goes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's looking for a life coach, um, again, say your website for us. Sure, yeah. You can find me at www.ownyouryoucoaching.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ellie, for joining us at Daring to Believe. It has been a pleasure and a joy just to have a, just a dialogue with you today. Thank you so much, Anna. I had a great time. Thank you for joining Daring to Believe. I'm your host, Anna Aiken.